Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. And I'm Mike. And today, unfortunately, we are not going to be joined by our usual brother-in-arms, our co-host, Jesse. He is not a dad father today. He's a sick father. Sick father with with zero sick father energy. <laughs> Poor guy. Or 100% sick father energy. He's all sick all the time. All, all sick father. all the time. All father. <laughs> the all father. The all father. I wonder if he is, I wonder like what uh, franchise he's, he's watching. Because usually when I get sick, I will sit myself down and be like, well, I guess I'm going to watch this season of television that I never thought I'd get to. Uh, and I know that you, for instance, catch up on the MCU when you're sick. Yeah, but I've all caught up. So next I'm going to be doing the Resident Evil franchise. That's that's what I'm going to try oh, shoot. On next time I'm sick. I've, I've been doing that when I've been editing the episodes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I need to get through those a little bit quicker than you. <laughs> so. I want to say it. I haven't been sick in a while. So, you know. Well, uh, so you find us at a weird crossroads, folks. Because um, what we usually do is we usually have these episodes planned out uh, usually well in advance. And... But with the 4th of July coming up and with just life happening to all of us, uh, all of us are undergoing some seismic changes. Uh, we got stuck at a crossroads here and we could have recorded an episode without without Jesse, but we just we really didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. He he was an intrinsic part of the episode that we couldn't leave out. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be hearing him uh, and, on that one later. And, and, you know, you might want to do some detective work to figure it out why <laughs> he couldn't be here. Maybe yeah, the, the clues are easily found, as is the answer on our letterbox accounts. <laughs> but what we decided to do here is uh, we, we've been doing this new thing, this new new release thing. It was originally sort of an idea to just keep up and we're always looking for new dad movies. And it was part of that. but. <laughs> We realized we wanted to make it a little bit more consistent, and so we decided to do it every month. Uh, last episode of every month, right? Yeah, yeah, last episode of every month. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun to like keep up with uh, with the movies as they're coming out and picking which one we're going to do, arguing about it mm -hmm. incessantly. It's great. It's, yeah. it's the best part of podcasting. Yeah, the the the, the, the bickering, which is sometimes not so friendly, is great. <laughs> but what's what's been really funny this year is... No one wants to do Mortal Kombat, Vito. No one wants to do Mortal <laughs> Kombat. It makes you so sad. Except except Comic Sauce. Except Comic Sauce, yeah. People with true wonderful. taste. It was a great conversation. I, I have never spoken so seriously and also like had such a good time yeah. uh, delving into the lore with guys about a movie that bad before and it was it was like a really good time it was a great conversation it yeah. was awesome it was awesome to listen to uh yeah you can find that on our, on our instagram page and, and everything else we shared but what we decided to do is with this new release thing that we're trying to figure out is that there's these heated slack conversations that we have uh, about the new movies coming out and like which one are we going to do which one do we care about uh is the one that we care about some that you guys would care about and what we kind of realized is that um you know it's going to have to be a little bit of both it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, a little bit more column A, which is stuff that we care about. And just trying to find our way towards it because, <laughs> and I know you're thinking to yourself, okay, so we've heard in the Heights. We've heard, uh, <laughs> we've heard the little things. <laughs> we've heard Godzilla versus Kong. We've heard Nomadland. We've heard Nomadland. That's true. That was, that was it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I think, I don't think that all of us have all liked one new release this year so far. Yeah. I feel like we all mostly like Nomadland. Like it yes. was in comparatively, like it was, it was, that was higher rated cumulatively than, than any of the others that yeah. we've seen so far. I mean, it won Best Picture and, yeah. and I respected its craft, even if I didn't yeah. connect with it. But yeah, so I guess what we're going to do in this episode 
is that we're going to do a quick little retrospective about the stuff that's come out that we miss, haven't spoken about. And then we're going to do a little forecast into the future. Uh, we're going to make some wild claims. Uh, I promise yeah. you that we will call next year's best picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we and will. You can bet on it. Please do. Uh, you can bet on us calling it. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we'll, we'll call, uh, you know, highest grossing film of the year. Oh, yeah. Just some wild stuff. We're going we're gonna to throw it at the wall, yeah. see what sticks. But we're also going to sort of announce as we go along some of the stuff that we're definitely going to be covering in new right. release. And we're, we're making these decisions. They're hard and fast decisions. Uh, Jesse's not here. Jesse cannot tell us that these are not until the later Slack conversations. So, so Vito's giving this big explanation about why we're doing it and what we're doing. Essentially, it's 4th of July weekend. We were all too busy barbecuing and realized that we needed to drop an episode on Monday. So. Yeah. So what we're doing is taking advantage of the fact that Jesse isn't here to decide things without him. So we love you, Jesse. Hope you get better soon and really excited to hear how stoked you are about our decisions that are recorded for the world to know. Yeah, yeah. We're sort of gang pressing you into doing this. Okay, so looking back, uh, we're looking at this very helpful uh, Rotten Tomatoes list because, again, this is Fourth of July weekend. I pulled up the, the nearest available list. I'm sure we're missing stuff. I'm sure that there's great things. And I'm sure that as festivals move forward and people pick up stuff, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more things to dot this calendar. But we have a lot of holdovers from the COVID pandemic. So The Dig came out in the January. Dig. Did you yeah. see this? I did not see The Dig. Did you see it? I did not. My wife saw it and she said it was nice and boring. Yeah. My mom loved it. Oh. I actually saw it. Like I read an article or heard a podcast talking about it a little bit. And they were like a lot of, it was interesting. A lot of archeologists like came out of the woodworks to be like, this is incredible. I've never seen my life presented on screen before, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. Like it's cool that it, it gave that. And, and Carrie Mulligan did a great job. Yeah. Which is not surprising. No, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of crazy that she would do, you know, promising young woman. Then the next movie is this world war two archeology. span movie yeah where she plays a very restrained middle-aged woman I, I don't i don't i don't I, I respect her choices i really do it's kind of awesome yeah yeah she can just like breeze in and breeze out whenever she feels but the dig probably never going to come up again but it does star uh lily james who we, who we love very very oh, that's much right. yeah uh okay we got to talk about this because it's not going to come up again till the to the end of the year episode but malcolm and marie okay this is yeah the sam levinson black and white movie filmed in Lockdown in the in the pandemic, starring John David Washington and Zendaya, came out exclusively on Netflix. Uh, I think this was supposed to be like the first Oscar frontrunner, and uh, it was definitely not. No, I, I hated, I hated this movie. I heard so many people say that. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen it um, because everyone said they hated it. Mm -hmm. It it's it's a movie that uh, I think is more interested in provoking you than actually saying something there are many most of the scenes are usually one character walks into a room where another character is they begin to have a normal conversation then one of them has a complete meltdown over how critics are tearing down their work or how the other person in the room is mean or manipulative or bad to them and then it, it usually just devolves into screaming they like they will scream full shakespearean soliloquies at each other it's like it's like before midnight but on but on meth <laughs> that sounds great yeah it, I, like you're actually selling me on this i mean but the thing is is that it none of it says something about oh, okay. anything it's it's just very angry about critics very angry about people that that you know people like us armchair you know critics yeah. who are just 
perceiving things and saying what they think. And it's from these three creators, because you can't just pin it on Sam Levinson. It's from these three creators who all say, no, this is equally our project. And they they scream at each other and us for a long time. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's like, a, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is like a scalpel, and Malcolm and Maria is like a, like a, like a hammer. Like a sledgehammer. <laughs> yes. Cool, cool. That's fun. I mean, if you see it, then at the end of the year, like, yeah, yeah, I might, I might fit it in at some point. Yeah. But uh, the another great movie that came out around the same time was Judas and the Black Messiah. That's right. Which was, uh, I think it was better, at least. It For sure. Seems to have been received much, much better. Mm-hmm. Best Picture yeah. nominee, Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah. Best Picture nominee. <laughs> Um, two supporting actors came out of this one. <laughs> no leads in this movie, no sir. <laughs> no, no, no leads in this movie about Judas and the Black Messiah. Neither Judas nor Black Messiah are leads. So we, we do have, there was a little bit of pushback, actually from friend of the pod, sir, uh, who who took issue with the fact that, and I think it, I hadn't even thought about it because, you know, check my privilege here, but I, I didn't know the story of Fred Hampton. Yeah. This was the first encounter I had with him. At least knowing, like he's mentioned in the trial of Chicago seven, right. but it was never, he never stood out to me in history. I was never taught his story. And so this movie is actually really revelatory for me, seeing this very young man, uh, you know, come up against the powers that are. But what Sir said was, no, this movie fails because they make Fred Hampton, the co-star, like the supporting character in his story. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I was kind of blown away by that because at first I was blown away that we just got this like revolutionary guy on screen, but then to hear like, Oh no, 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 no. This should have been all about him and not so much about the Judas. Yeah. I don't really know how to take it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's interesting. And I want to see the story of Fred Hampton. I I see like the frustration or I feel the frustration. Like, yeah, I want the story of Fred Hampton and like, we don't need, to have his story only because of Judas, like mm-hmm. the, the guy who took him down um, or betrayed him. Um, I think uh, I, and maybe, maybe just because we don't have that, there's uh, that limits it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, say we had it, I think that this would be an interesting movie. A counterpoint. To, yeah. A, a counterpoint, or at least a story to, to tell. You wouldn't have that frustration if the story was already out there. Right. So I guess that's to say like, I, I, I think it's it stands on its own as a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like there were things about it that weren't perfect. I, I don't think it deserved the best picture um, win, but uh, but I see that point as well. I mm-hmm. guess I don't know. I'm kind of circling around. Yeah, well, I, I feel yeah. like I'm circling too, and you know neither of us is African American, and so you know who who is it to say yeah. who is one of us to say? But as someone that's not African American, seeing this story that is so well known, you know, I, I first felt embarrassed. I didn't know it. Yeah. And then secondly, I felt really grateful that I was being, being shown it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, props, props to the Judas and the Black Messiah. It worked for both of us. Sorry if, if anyone else has issues with it, but like Daniel Kaluuya and, and Lakeith Stanfield. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Incredible acting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, a bummer that neither of them got the nominee or the, the best actor nominee. Yeah. I think 10 more minutes of screen time for either one of them would have sealed that, that lead. Right. So we also had Nomadland, I guess, technically come out this year. It feels kind of boring to say because it did come out a one week virtual release in, in December. Right. We didn't but see it until the new year. Yeah. 
I have nothing else to say about No Man Land. I feel like it was yeah. in the news for too long. There, there's just, yeah, there's so much. Um, I keep talking about it with people. Oh, I keep telling people to see it because a lot of people still haven't, but still love it. Love it more almost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I cannot wait to see another movie that's coming out this year, <laughs> which we'll talk about it in a few. Yeah. In a few. We also have The Father, um, mm-hmm. which, and so, you know, these are three of the nominees from this year and The Father Wins Best Picture? No. No, No Man Land wins Best Picture. Anthony Hopkins won um won Best Actor. And right. I mean, it was it was incredible. It was an incredible movie. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. We didn't talk about it on the pod. We talked about it, I guess, a little bit with uh with the Oscars. But yeah. But yeah. Did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot. And I I, I the father was funny because there was there's pushback initially saying the father is this this year's like the wife. You know the 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 Glenn Close movie that got forgotten. You know because the, the the posters look pretty similar. It was hard to watch for a really really long time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's on the scene. And then everyone's talking about it. So there's the initial pushback against it. Then there's a huge pushback because of Anthony Hopkins' win over Chadwick Boseman. Right, and then there was a gradual acceptance of people saying, "Oh, it's actually pretty good." And then another wave of pushback saying this movie isn't as good as everyone says it is. I know that a friend of the show, uh, Dave, who was on the Nomadland pod, um, himself didn't care very much for it. Yeah. And I, I think uh, I think several other friends at the pod have, have seen it and have, and have been more mixed than you or I on it. Yeah. Well, I felt like um, this was the straightforward. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm thinking of ending things if Charlie Kaufman hadn't made it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I also wonder too. Like it did. It like you said. You know, it 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 hit screens way after a lot of these other ones. It was kind of the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want, like, it's a shocking movie um, in a lot of ways. We don't really see, so he's uh, he's an old man who's suffering from dementia, essentially, and we're seeing sort of his breakdown. Mm-hmm. You don't see that very often, especially, I, I feel like I haven't seen a movie like that in recent times, mm-hmm. something like that. So I wonder how much that shock value, like, you know, you talk about that movie after you see it, like, wow, did you see this? This is, this was disturbing. Yeah. Like this could be, you know, this could be me in 40 years or something like I that. I definitely had that, that, yeah. that and, and um, late stage mental degradation yeah. is actually pretty common in my family. And it, yeah, it makes here. me worried seeing this. Same here. Because like, as a yeah, young- and that's the thing. Everyone has those, like has parents or, or grandparents who, who has, or friends who have their, their parents who have gone through this. Mm-hmm. And you get to see kind of, it, I think it does a good job of presenting what it appears, what the world appears like to someone who's suffering uh, this degradation. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely gave me, you know, as, as a young man, you see these grandparents or, or, you know, your elderly parents or whatever, or elderly relatives struggling, right? They can't remember anything. I, I've, I've seen multiple old relatives, you know, be bright and, and shiny and happy and quick and sharp one day and then gradually fade away um, until until they're nothing. Yeah. And there's always that part of you that is very fundamentally confused by this. Yeah. You, you know, it's like it's like that old joke about depression. Like depression is uh, is like having a dead fish and someone comes to you and says, well, why don't you just not have dead fish? Why don't, why aren't your fish just alive? <laughs> and you, but you, there's like this dumb part of you that feels that way, especially watching these older people. And it must be an angry kind of reaction. You're just like, well, just remember. Yeah. Your big problem is that you don't remember. So just remember. Yeah, because you just don't. Uh, there's no way you can understand what's happening to them. And I think the father did that for me, though. The father actually let me into that. Yeah, and let me experience that firsthand. I couldn't trust anything I was seeing. 
I couldn't because yeah. it's all from Anthony Hopkins point of view. And I was firmly in his camp so often in his camp. He's so confused. Everyone is, is bad. Everyone's out to get him. Yeah. Most of the time, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes they are maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've already talked about it more than we should. If you Maybe. haven't seen the movie, I, it's definitely worth seeing. It might be forgotten. I, I wonder. I, I, uh, I will not forget it. Yeah, I won't either. Yeah. Big, big recommend, though, from, from at least us two. Yeah. Next um, up, we've got Tom and Jerry. Did you see that? Is that no, your favorite? Skip no, coming it. to America. Uh, okay. We have to mention coming uh, the new, the number two America must be mentioned. Eddie Murphy back in comedies coming to America. The original one is very funny. I like it a lot. I did not bother with the sequel. I don't bother with sequels that come out decades after the original. <laughs> Maybe someone could tell me if, if I'm wrong, Ray and the last dragon missed it, it. missed it as well. Yeah. I was meant to I do really want to see it. It's got 90. Is that 95%? 95%. And I do like, to watch this man. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to watch it with, with my daughter, but she's only three. And I looked up yeah. like a little content thing and they said it was kind of scary. My daughter likes scary stuff. But I also kind of don't want to deal with the nightmares, which means I'm going to have to watch it by myself and then watch it with her. And I don't know. I just haven't made that the four hour commitment. (laughs) A lot of time. A lot of time. But that's that's the first the first Pixar release this year, I believe. If you've seen it, please let us know what you think. I mean, I guess a lot of people think it's great. Um, But uh, but if you've seen it, let us know if if you've seen any of these that we haven't seen. Please tell us if they're worth. Tell us if we're missing. And also, you know, we're we're working on this very limited list. Tell us if you saw something off the beaten path. Yeah, uh, that you think is great. I, I know that Mike, you you've seen something that's going to come up here in a little yeah, bit that was quite off the beaten path. A little bit, yeah. It's actually not in this list, but you're just going to yeah, I'm going to bring it up. Came out in April, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you get to April, you mention it. Okay. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah, we're at a big one. It's Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is the four-hour cut, the revised edition from Joss Whedon's Justice League, which he took over for Zack Snyder. How long was 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 uh, Joss Whedon's version? Almost exactly two hours. Yeah, so you needed four hours. And about 15% of that movie is in this movie. Yeah. So there's a big whole thing on this. Uh, it, was, it dominated the internet for a long time. <laughs> and honestly, if we had actually covered this movie, I would have wanted to talk about that a lot more <laughs> than... After doing Army of the Dead, <laughs> but at this point, I have no interest. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's funny. But I mean, it was it was cool. It was great. Yeah, the, yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I guess like, is it fun? Is Zack Snyder fun? He 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 wants to be fun. The stuff but that is he? But the stuff that he thinks is fun, sometimes we don't think it's fun. We used to think it was fun. And then Army of the Dead happened. And then I and then I think Army of the Dead happened. And now that we see, you know, the man behind the mirror. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I don't know. I think what he's doing with like the well, what he his idea about like the the DC superheroes is interesting. Like we've talked about this a bunch yeah. um, together, not on the pod, but like he's he sees them as gods, right? Yeah, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it it comes down as like ha- ham fisted, mm-hmm. something like that. Like doesn't really work, or it's too obvious, or something like that. Like a you know, superhero movie does, <laughs> um, but in in four in a four hour movie, he was able to make it feel meaningful. Yeah, he actually landed the epic feel because of yeah. the epic runtime. Yeah, and honestly, like I I had a great time watching it. I will watch it again. I got some I got some spicy takes about the Zack Snyder's uh, DCEU, which yeah. I think is uh, not as bad as everyone says. <laughs> I know that literally everyone disagrees with me, but this this one, I mean, he got to have his vision back. I always like it when a creator gets his vision back. Yeah. I always really enjoy that. 
And it's cool that he just kind of like, like the internet sort of made this happen. The, I, I signed the petition back in the day. Really? I, I, I did the restore the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I did this to us. You're a part of this. I brought this madness. <laughs> and now Zack Snyder has just total creative control of anything that he can do because of you. Because, because, because of, of you. It's because of me that we're going to get like an army of the dead extended universe. I can't believe that shit. I don't want to believe that. But next up is one that we were going to talk about and we decided uh, against doing in favor of Godzilla versus Kong, which is nobody. Yeah. I really enjoyed nobody. Did you see nobody? I didn't see it. No. I, it was pretty good, right? Imagine like Bob Odenkirk uh, is. I love Bob Odenkirk. Is it's gonna happen? It's a better. It's a better story than John Wick, I think. Okay, and it's funnier. Christopher Lloyd shoots a bunch of guys with a shotgun. That sounds great. It was great. Yeah, it was a really good time. Yeah, I had a great time. With is this it movie. a dad movie? I say it's a dad movie. Ooh, okay. I say it's That's a dad movie. Are any of these other ones that we've we've talked about dad movies? So we did. Oh boy, so I think I said no to Nomadland on the pod, right? And is I, the father a dad movie? Yes. Really? Yes. I would say no. I will show that to my kids. I will show that to my kids. I want them to think about this because I have—I actually have a lot of personal stories about that. Yeah, I, I do too. Like, yeah, interesting. And they might have to watch me go through that someday. I know. But I mean, like, when would you show it to them? Fifteen. Really? Oh yeah. You think they're ready for Getting that? Getting young. I mean, I guess I saw it like hap- I saw it happening with my grandfather. Yeah. Um, when I was. 15 i think there's 13 i think there's things that you need to see that'll that'll kind of kind of shock you not like yeah not like here's you're gonna watch kill bill volume one my 10 year old but like <laughs> things that you need you're to not think about do that is that a joke i can't tell if that's serious oh, <laughs> i'm not that's i'm weird. not gonna do that <laughs> can't wait to show my my seven-year-olds reservoir dogs oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually i think reservoir dogs would be more appropriate than kill bill volume one to be honest <laughs> although quentin tarantino that's would totally disagree with me <laughs> No, I, I would say the father is. I would say that. Um, hang on, scrolling back. I would also say that Judas and the Black Messiah is, but I'm not necessarily going to watch that. With, I'm not excited to watch that with my kids. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I want, uh, yeah, his like a historical historical movies are are definitely like they for me they peg like a, a dad teaching moment. Yeah, because dads like to teach. I like to teach. Yeah, I would just want to make sure I had the full story. Of yeah. Fred Hampton before yeah. I would even, you know, venture into that territory. Yeah. Much like in the Heights too, like mm. uh, hopefully, you know, like there's there's stories that are like kind of newer stories being told or whatever. And I'm hopeful that as this unfolds, as more people are uh, are making stuff, this sort of a democratization of making movies, it mm-hmm. seems like in a lot of ways, um, more and better things come out as well. I kind of feel like that about Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Good call. Uh, we're going to skip past Godzilla versus Kong. You know our feelings on that. Listen back to the pod. Miss this this gem. I will catch up with it soon. The Idris Elba starring Concrete Cowboy, based on the novel Ghetto Cowboy by Greg Neary. This drama stars Caleb McLaughlin, Stranger Things, as a Detroit teen who moves to Philadelphia to live with his estranged father, Idris Elba, and learns about the urban, the urban cowboy subculture. A bourbon. A bourbon. A bourbon. A bourbon. Uh, I, I do want to see this. I love Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, I know this got some pretty good reviews, so I'll check it out soon. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a bad movie. Not a bad movie. <laughs> not a bad movie. I enjoy the hell out of it, and I will yeah. watch any other ones that come out. <laughs> All right. All right, you do that. You know what? I'm going to move past. It's It's Ben Wheatley. I don't want to talk about Ben Wheatley. 
I don't like Ben Wheatley. I don't even know. Okay, who's who's fine? Who's Ben Wheatley? Are we going to talk about Ben I'm gonna, Wheatley? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite. I okay. don't know who this okay. is. So you, this, this, you're a nerdy movie person, and you know all of these people. I am. So this this movie, In the Earth, Ben Wheatley's a very strange British director of very strange horror thriller dramas. Okay. I say very strange because they defy all conventions. It's cool. They're very uncomfortable often. They, uh, they are constantly surprising, sometimes incredibly boring, sometimes very thrilling. He's done stuff like Kill List. He's done stuff like A Field in England, which is basically a... a is it about... Wait, wait, wait. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> really? They are in a field in England, but it's not about the field. Oh. Okay. <laughs> is it like, is it kind of like Ghost Story or... Nope. Nope. It's, it's uh, a couple people run away from a battle. It takes place in like the 15th century. Oh. Uh, a couple people run away from a battle. They meet this guy. They do some mushrooms and hallucinate a bunch of terrible shit. Um, Kill List is about this assassin who is tasked with killing these these different people. Under, under like uncovers a conspiracy. It, it's impossible to actually summarize a Ben Wheatley movie. <laughs> it's very it's impossible because okay, they I'm intrigued so often. I'm intrigued. Like, I don't sounds like interesting. I don't like oh, any okay. of them. I don't like. I've seen four of his movies. I don't like any of them. Oh. I am not a fan of Ben Wheatley. I will watch his movies because he is one of the most original filmmakers out there, but I have not seen this movie in the earth that yeah. came out this year. Okay. Yeah. It's a weird guy. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's this weird movie. It's a centered on a scientist who ventures into a forest on an equipment run for research to cure a mysterious virus whose journey slowly transforms into a surreal nightmare. I don't want to watch any virus related content for a while. Oh I'm yeah. Done. I'm yeah. done. You're done with virus related content for, for a while. Yeah, I don't want to see TikToks. I don't want to see Instagram stories. It just you mentioned the word virus, I'm out. I'm standing up and I'm walking away. <laughs> no more viruses. Uh, we're oh. coming to a different movie. I think we'll just actually skip this one. I'm not interested in talking about this. No, no. Come on. Come on. We're going to go back. No, this movie we need to talk about. This movie, I don't know anyone else who has seen it. It's Limbo. Um, this movie came out, uh, I guess, yeah, end of April. Um, and this was actually the first movie and only movie I've seen in theaters for you know, two years or something like that at this yeah. point. But uh, it's a very small movie with a pretty small story about some refugees in this tiny, this tiny little town at the northernmost part of Scotland on like one of the, I think one of the Hebrides. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's a very moving story. It's very small, um, but it's, it's funny. There's almost like a Wes Anderson sort of humor to it, but I enjoyed it more than I enjoy Wes Anderson at this point. Uh, there's there's some like, you know, shots get lined up in similar ways. Colors are kind of similar to him, but I think it's just, it's wonderful. Um, it's a wonderful movie. And I highly, highly recommend that you see it. It's, um, it's got a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of humanity in it. Nice. Um, and that's, that's Limbo. Limbo. Directed by uh, Ben Sherrick. Yeah. So he, yeah. And all of the, I think all of the actors are um, Middle Eastern actors as well. That's cool. So it's, yeah, it's very cool. And they do a fantastic job. It's, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Is it a dad movie? It might be. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like it's off the wall. I can't really imagine sitting down with my kids to watch it, but I also sort of can. It's like, it kind of depends on how they grow up. You know, mm. if there's, if they, if they're as weird as their mom and dad are. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I that they, are, they already are. But well, like so, it's it's like 
when they're in high school, they're probably going to be sort of rebelling against that weirdness and like. That I wonder if that'll thing. just make them super conventional. That'd be really. Funny. Yeah, exactly. And so they wouldn't like something like this until they reach like their twenties or something when they accept who they are. Yeah. a little bit more bizarre. Yeah, strange little weirdos. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to say it's like bizarre, like Charlie Kaufman. No. Um, it's no, I'm saying bizarre, like you're bizarre. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. Well, I, then, highly, highly recommend. Vito, you need to see it. I I'll can't see believe it. I'll see I'm it. Still, I'll get it's to been, it. It's been two months. Yeah. It's been two months since I told you to watch this. Dude, I'm watching some direct-to-video animated DC movies. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. I'm not. I will I will get to it. Um, I will. It's on the list. It's on the list. That's Limbo. I can't uh, wait. Ben if you've seen this, tell me because I just, I want to. Mike wants to talk to somebody I want to talk it. to somebody about it. My wife and I keep talking about it. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the same thing you guys did to me with promising a woman. It's gonna be three and a half months, <laughs> and then I'll get to it. How All about right. that, buddy. All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, next up is Wrath of Man. We decided not to cover this uh, mostly because I hate Guy Ritchie. Uh, this is Wrath of Man, starring Jason Statham. I hate Guy Ritchie, and I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna put that out in the world. No time for this man and his movies whatsoever. I, it's a, like. We've talked about this a bunch, but that's when you first told me that I was shocked. Yeah, because he's like he's like the guy that everyone's like, oh, yeah, I like kind of interesting movies. Yeah, I like Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. And uh, I like I've enjoyed Guy Ritchie movies. I haven't mm -hmm. seen many since college, but I used I used to love Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I, I still have I still have some time for his Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah. I find that fun and cool and kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, Snatch is, is pretty good. Yeah. I, I enjoy Snatch. Yeah. Everything else, man. Maybe, maybe rock and roll up. Maybe. That scene um, where he talks about the pack of cigarettes. It's, it's, it's like, a great scene. It's a, a, a beautiful call to death or something Your like loyal, that. Your loyal royal friends. Yeah. Yes. No, piano. I, I yeah. know it. I know it. It's uh, college is the right age, I think. Yeah. And then Kinda I like think. Pop, pop philosophy. Yeah. With lots of guns and violence and and soliloquies, uh, yeah. long drawn out monologues where characters use flashy language and handle props and there's just I feel like see I'm always going to enjoy that kind of thing though I don't like it when it's so ham fisted yeah Quentin Quentin does it in a way that I can I can swallow and Guy Ritchie feels to me like a knockoff Quentin yeah and he always has been and he always will be and it makes me a little bit sad because like I like some of his projects but I just don't I don't like his writing i love his directing his directing is flashy and fun and cool yeah it's mtv music videos from the 90s but that writing man i can't i cannot stand the writing can't uh -huh. do it i will watch wrath of man because i'm a jason statham diehard but not yet not now spiral from the book of saw came out after that we're zooming right past that not we're spiraling past it yep uh woman in the window the famous netflix bomb also going past not paying attention Army of the not, Dead. All right, we don't mention it. Nope. Cruella. Cruella. Did you see this yet? The wife you and I are, are going to see it here soon. You are, I mean, you are her big, this is, this movie was made for you. I am, I am, I am her biggest fan. It's you true. You are her biggest fan. The thing that stopped me from watching is that it's over two hours long. <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> it's me? It's like two hours and 15 minutes. I just have no <laughs> desire to learn about like, oh, how did Cruella get to be like the sort of person who wants to murder puppies. I don't, I don't either, but, like, the, sound, but the soundtrack has that song Stone Cold Crazy by Queen on it. And that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good song. Sure. It's a pretty great song. You can listen to that without watching the movie. But it's on the soundtrack. But you can listen to the soundtrack without watching the movie. It's true, but I won't know the context. 
So that's okay. It's still a good song. I won't know what to visualize in my mind when the song is playing. You know, it's got seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm probably Maybe gonna it's like better it. than my expectations. I'm gonna say it's a dad movie. I'm gonna say it's a dad movie. I'm say it's absolutely not. Hundred <laughs> percent. Can't wait to see you eat your words. So this is also Cruella uh, starring Emma Stone. Um, we love Emma Stone. Uh, moving on, A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah. We will be covering A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2, both of them separate episodes in October. October. This will be our Halloween month. Yes. We'll It'll be doing very another exciting. very special movie that we'll talk about later on in this show. It's going to come up. Yeah, it's going to come up. And uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to spoil anything from that. I will say that our next release here, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. At this time, I think still streaming HBO Max for like a couple more days. Uh, I love these Conjuring movies, and I did not love this one. I, I haven't seen any of them. I have You're no idea what they are. Guy, I'm not. I'm not a horror guy. No, I don't. So, like so it. the Conjuring. Okay, the Conjuring is, is yeah. really fun. So it's it's Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are real life people. Okay, who did perform a number of exorcisms. This. Yes. Yeah. They did perform a number of exorcisms uh, with apparently the blessing of the Catholic Church for them to do it. Really. Apparently, okay. There's a lot about okay. the Warrens that is pretty snake oily. There's a lot about the Warrens that is very suspect. Sounds like uh, they're true Americans. Yeah. They've been involved in some of the most famous hauntings in, in American history, okay. uh, involved in some way or another. Yeah. And in each way or another have managed to blow it either, depending on, on who you believe, to either give it the exact treatment it needs. Okay. Or blow it wildly out of proportion. So this one, The Devil May Do It, is based on this murder that took place. I'm not even going to try and tell you the real life suspect. It's a real case. But someone got up and said, I didn't kill this person. The devil made me do it. Okay. And he had the backing of the Warrens who said he was demonically possessed and he was therefore not responsible for his actions. Do you see how his actions are so much different than when he is not possessed? And then they had to like form up a, a, a unique date for when he was possessed and when he was in control of his actions or not. But this defense, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, a lot of problems with that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of problems with that in a judicial system when you yeah. claim that a supernatural entity takes hold of you and does things with your body without your permission. Right. And this movie deals with none of that subtext. Okay. It doesn't even attempt to deal with the movie. Just assumes Ed and Lorraine are right, and, and proceeds goes from, from there. there. Now, it's like a great movie. I'm okay with that in like the first two Conjuring movies because the rooting in reality makes it scary because they'll show pictures of the real life people at the end and like the house and they work exhaustively to make the sets the same as the house was. So you're really in the environment, really cool, really creepy, but none of them had the implications that this one has. And at this point, I mostly feel like you have to either view this as one of the dumbest things you've seen or its implications are wildly irresponsible. But I, I love Patrick Wilson. I love Vera Farmiga. I love these Conjuring movies, just not this, not this one. one. I'm glad we didn't cover it because yeah. I just said everything that I was going to say about it right there. There we go. Nice. In the Heights. You heard us talk last week. Yeah. Any change in thoughts? You know, I feel like I like it more. Mm -hmm. Like the the further away I get from it, the more I like it. Like I listen to the soundtrack and it's like, this is a fun soundtrack for sure. Um, even though like they say fireworks a lot. Look at the uh, fireworks. <laughs> there's a blackout. I don't know if, yep. you, if you knew that. Yeah, there's a blackout. Um, it's hot. Yeah, I don't know. I like it more. I like it more than I, I might have, than I liked it maybe when we were recording. I would speak more favorably of it now because like like you, I've been listening to the soundtrack and, yeah. and you know, you recently put up on the Instagram just like a great story about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I did a deep dive into his career. Oh my gosh, this Lin-Manuel Miranda is amazing. Like he's, it's just, 
I mean, I think that there's stuff that he's done that is panned and ought to be and stuff that he's done that's incredible. Mostly he's done incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, he seems just, to have a very high standard for himself. He does seem to have a high standard for himself. And I mean, like, gosh, he's he's 41 and he is almost an EGOT. He has made some just sea changes in the music that we and our children will listen to, mm-hmm. like, like change the face of the landscape of he's of literally made new classics yeah and yeah who knew that could be done in musical theater anymore yeah it's it's wild um and he's uh he's a first generation child of immigrants too which is very cool right i think they came well sure. they came from puerto rico yeah so yeah i mean i think i think he's fascinating gives me more love for this and, and knowing that this came out before hamilton like <laughs> almost my biggest I, I hate saying it's almost my biggest like negative about it was that like, well, this sounds like Hamilton, but a knockoff <laughs> and realizing means- that he wrote it all before Hamilton yeah. is like, Oh, he's on a trajectory here. Yeah. And Hamilton is, is the fruition of in the Heights in many ways, um, which I- is cool. It's like, it makes it more valuable to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little rough, but you can see, you can see the genius. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. I love, I love the soundtrack a lot more than I did when we recorded, but I, I don't think I like the movie anymore. I think the movie is, I think I honestly think we perfectly rated the film. Yeah, that's probably true. But also in speaking about this, like Mike, you'll, you'll save the Instagram story for everyone to see later in case they miss it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so just in general for you guys to know, uh, Mike generally is running a lot of the social media at this point. He's on the Twitter. He's on the Instagram. He's sometimes on the Facebook. Sometimes it's Jesse on the Facebook. Sometimes I'm on the Instagram but it's mostly Mike. So if you, if you DM, you know, I'll see it as well, but it's mostly going to be Mike that you're going to be talking to unless you directly single one of us out. Yeah. Um, Mike's the, the mastermind behind all this. And, and for that, we thank him. Um, we all have but it could roles. also be Vito. You never know. It could be. If be you don't like it, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. We have missed this because it stars James Corden. I have no interest in this man. <laughs> The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Oh, I have no absolute. You just let me know that this is part of the franchise. It's the, I didn't it's know the that. sequel to I The Hitman's know... Bodyguard with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, which I did not care for, which came out a couple years ago. When you told me that, I was like, oh, I remember when that came out. Yeah. It's, it looked pretty stupid. Um, it's mostly. This looks stupider. It's, it's Samuel L. Jackson being super cool and Ryan Reynolds screaming and being in over his head. And they both say they both say the F word a lot. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine this is just more of that. I just didn't particularly enjoy that. Okay. The first time around, so I will not be checking this out. Yeah. Not a dad movie. Not a dad movie. Luca. Luca. You saw Luca, right? I did see Luca and uh Jesse also saw Luca. Um this is uh, a new Pixar movie, very simple, about a it's a coming of age story about a fish boy who makes friends with another fish boy. Uh, both fish boys are unhappy having to live in the ocean, but when they go on land, they turn into normal boys. Oh. And so they come on land to live a new life, running away from home, and they discover that their dream is to own a Vespa. This is in Italy. And all they want to do is own a Vespa, and there's this race that they can enter into, this triathlon. And if they win it, they'll have enough money to buy the shittiest Vespa in town, which to them looks like a golden chariot. And it's a beautiful little story about friendship. It's very simple. It is probably the least Pixar movie of any Pixar movie I've ever seen. It is. It is almost not Pixar. I, I'm. I'm almost surprised that it's Pixar. Yeah. The the, the artistry is so different. Uh, the way of storytelling is so different. 
everything about this is very unique. I didn't love it. Yeah. I liked it. Like, it feels like a, like not a hot bath. It feels like a warm bath. You know what I mean? Everything that you said about it until then, I was like, this sounds like something that I would love. I think you would still really like yeah. it. I just found it a warm bath. That's yeah. a new term I'm coining. This movie's yeah. a warm bath. I liked <laughs> it, but I didn't it's, love it's it. It's fine, but it's not hot. My daughter loved it. Okay. My daughter loved it. So if you guys like Luca out there, let us know. Uh, we will not be covering it. Not, what we will cover eventually. Movie. What we will cover eventually, Mike. Oh. Oh, we will cover this. It's F9. It's about family. It's F9. It's, it's about family. <laughs> we cover family here. We do. <laughs> Familia. Corona. Corona. It's, it's F9, Familia. the fast saga. This is a truly reprehensible title. I, I really loved uh, someone on Twitter said, you know, what happened was that that everyone everyone died in 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 F seven Furious Seven Furious Seven. This time, it's not just about being fast. Yeah, should have been the tagline. Yeah, because it was said. Um, it's about being furious. <laughs> they all died there, and this is the last to have been about them trying to figure that out. Much like the wonderful TV show with the great ending. Yeah, Lost. Yeah, just like Lost. It's Lost. Exactly like Lost. They're all stuck but with family and cars and heists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like what. <laughs> uh, we will cover this someday. We'll cover the Fast and Furious franchise in depth. We will do every movie. I don't know when or how we could possibly sustain <laughs> nine episodes. It'll be like 10 minute episodes. <laughs> I could do just a, a sign. Yes. Well, no, I, I have a lot of enthusiasm for one, five, and seven, which I think are the three best. I think everyone agrees. One, five, yeah. and seven are the best. I really like three. Like, is that? I know, I know that's weird. That's the dark horse opinion. You're I, not alone. I know. I know. There's other people, but it's it's weird. And I firmly acknowledge that it's weird. But I watched it like a long time ago. And I just watched it again recently. Like, I thought I liked it. I was like, yeah, I do kind of like it. Hmm. Kind of like breaking out of the of the world. And it's Han. You know, Han is Han cool. is cool. He's really cool. Dies in that one. <laughs> no one cares if anyone cares they've already seen it and if they don't care they have it and they won't um, it's amazing to see how they get him back in because they were like this guy was really great for selling tickets and yeah he needs to be back alive so tokyo drift apparently takes place after all the rest of the movies that come after yeah. it it's yeah. it's a pre it's a sequel to movies that hadn't been made yet <laughs> it's so great i love it so that han can continue being alive it's it's just just like this is capitalism unchecked. This series yeah. is capitalism unchecked, right? It it, it minimal story. Um, yeah, you can't even really remember a lot of names. Like you know Toretto, you know Letty, you know Brian, but Paul Walker's dead, so there's no Brian. Yeah. You know the Rock, and you know Statham, and Statham is called Shaw. Shaw. You know Hobbs and Shaw because Hobbs they have Shaw. their own they spin their own off, movie, yeah, right? which I actually kind of liked. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's, it's terrible, I but I kind of liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing. They're all fun. Yeah. Like, they're all just like, this is stupid, but, like, I've got popcorn. I'm happy. Yeah. My I, mind is shut off. Like, the only... I'm relaxing the, for the first time. And, the only thing that makes this different from the MCU is that the connections are loose, you know? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's like the guy <laughs> that you know, but he's, like, over here, and he's going to fight Idris Elba, who says, I'm Black Superman. And you're like, oh, I guess we're introducing super suits into this franchise. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it used to just be about illegal street racing from a, from like a script written by David Ayer. But yeah. now we're like, you know, boosting safes and dragging it through Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. I don't know. The Fast, I love the Fast Furious franchise. We'll cover it someday. It's I about promise. Family. I promise. You are my family. You're going to say the prayers. All right. So moving in. So that, that covers everything that's come out so far. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gotten 
a few good things. A couple good things. Minari. So I want to mention just Minari in here because Minari did. I guess it had a general release in 2020, but it didn't. It didn't get much of a release until 2021, right? Yeah, it was hard to find until, it was until hard I think like the second or third week of February, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And but we did like Minari. I loved Minari. Yeah. I thought that that was a beautiful movie. I can see why it didn't win Best Picture, but that's a dad movie. That one. That is a dad that movie. That one was wonderful. Loved watching that. Highly recommend. Yeah. All right. No more mention of the 2020 Academy Awards. <laughs> no more mention. We're moving forward. We're moving forward to 2021. The um, post. So when are you going to go see normal. The Boss Baby Family oh, Business? I've gone four times already. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these movies. Have you? The Boss, the original Boss Baby is uh, frighteningly obnoxious. Yeah, I would say that. I, Hans Zimmer I does the it. music, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, he just, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> oh, but this next one you are very excited for, I'm sure. The Forever Purge. The Forever Purge. Uh, comes out July 2nd, 2021. Okay, so my, my question is, what? like, it's not a purge anymore if it's forever, right? I Okay, so. The point with, of the purge. So, no, with, okay. the purge, with the purge movies. Okay. Is there? Is there I've a... done three purge movies. Okay. I've done the first three. I enjoyed them in order of one, two, three. I like this franchise though. I think they're fun. Yeah. I have not caught up. I think I think that I think there's been two or three purges since the third one. Okay. I don't know what happened in those. I know one of them was like going story. back to the beginning of the purge starting. Yes. And that's one I did again. not see. Oh, okay. I think that was the last one. Gotcha. I think that was called the first purge. But it's not it's not the first purge, because that's the purge. Right. It's, <laughs> huh. it's kind of doing like the Fast and the Furious thing, kind of. Yeah, like I have, I have a lot of patience for these Blumhouse franchises. Do do they have characters? I've not seen a single one of them. Do they have characters that last throughout the movies, or is it just like picking up new characters? As far time? as I as far as I can remember, if there's someone yeah. out there that's like a purge expert, you know, you tell me. But the I purgist. I don't think there's any carryover characters from one, two, or three. I think there's mention of them. Just to make sure that you know you're in the same universe. Yeah, you know we're all purging here. Um, everyone's purging <laughs> at all times. Uh, all purge all the time. It's going to be the next movie. <laughs> I think that's the forever purge. <laughs> uh, no, it's different. Uh, yeah, the first one is. I really like the first one. The first one is Ethan Hawke in it. That's right. I remember. I remember. It's cool. Yeah. It's creepy. It's weird. I, I dig it. It's it's more of a home invasion thing than anything else. Yeah. Okay. And those movies like. I, I don't really get a lot scared during a lot of horror movies, but Home Invasion. That's that's the thing that scares you. Mm, I cannot deal with Home Invasion. So that movie really like put the screws to me and I really enjoyed yeah. it. Is this going to win Best Picture? No. <laughs> this one will not. <laughs> uh, although I am predicting this will be the second least liked Purge. Check back with me at the end of the year to see if that's true. Oh, very interesting. Upcoming, though, we have our July, no, June. July. July. Our July new release episode. Yeah. It's Black Widow. The Black Wi Black Widow. Just Not Black the, Widow. Just Black Widow. Because yeah. there's there's gonna be two of them, so you can't say the Black Widow. You know, oh, it's very she's careful branding. Is, is she may be passing on the torch. I'm pretty, well, Do you she's think dead. possibly? I think she's dead. So. Spoilers. <laughs> Just spoiling the whole MCU. Spoiling the whole MCU. So this is directed by Kate Shortland, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Rachel Weiss, coming out on July 9th, formally November sixth. 2020 with premiere access on Disney Plus. So if you want to pay 30 bucks at your home or you can go to the theater and see it. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see this actually. I, I'm really interested about, like, I'm very excited to see this too. I'm interested about what are, what is this? Is this the fourth wave? Fifth yeah, wave? I, what are we? Let's, let's just be safe and say we're, we're, 
currently circling either the outer ring of the third or the <laughs> inner ring of the ninth. <laughs> Great. Um, our seventh circle of hell. That's oh, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen um, 25 of these, you're lost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I wonder if like, and we'll probably talk about this more on that episode, but if we're reaching a point of sort of critical mass with the MCU where it's like, they've got, I mean, they've got stuff going on big screen. They've got stuff going on Disney plus it's getting released straight there. They've got, you know, I don't know the video games, the video games, like there's Canon, there's not Canon and all this stuff. I, is there going to be a point where they realize like, this has just gotten too big to muster together. I, I think mean, they don't think so. I think but... it just, I think it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it, I think it's all been orchestrated from a long time. I think the stuff that we're seeing now. Yeah was come up with in a boardroom five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so they're playing it out and they've got this idea, but for just the average home viewer, which I'm considering myself one. Um, I think the average home viewer is enjoying this. Yeah, yeah. Because what's happening is that now they've they've taken Wednesday, they've turned it into the new Friday, right? Yeah. Wednesday, new episodes are dropping. And so they did it with, um, they did it with Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I think sucks and is not good. And then they're doing it with Loki right now, which I'm very on the fence about. Yeah. But... I mean, they've kept me interested for a long time. I've seen all these movies. I've played these video games. Yeah. I've been reading comics since I was a kid. I am very involved in this. Even if at this point I am less, I could not be less interested in the story of these movies. Right. I do not care. After the end game happened, I do not care what happens. I'm actually here to see the, these people. Specifically in Black Widow, I'm here to see Florence Pugh, Rachel Weisz, Scarlett Johansson. These three kick-ass women who I've been watching kick-ass for as long as they've been around. Um, even like Rachel Weiss, like going all the way back to like the mummy, you know, or right, Florence Pugh right. just being like one of the best working actresses alive today. Um, the work she did in Midsommar, I have not seen an actress do ever. And Scarlett Johansson, who has spent unfortunately a lot of her working career in these MCU movies, but is a great actress in her own right, as we saw in Marriage Story. Well, it's amazing the amount of good, like incredible, like very, very valuable movies she's been in despite having been in the MCU for so long. Yeah. I don't mean I don't I don't mean to say despite, but like more she's more spent like a lot of time over there. She spent a lot of time in the MCU, but she still found time and energy to be in extremely interesting projects like Marriage Story or Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, and like those are the most recent. So we're excited to see this and, and like talk about it writ large. We'll definitely be discussing the MCU um, more when we do that episode. Yeah, look forward to it. It'll happen in a month. Yeah, in a month. Just want to briefly mention Escape Room Tournament of Champions. I Why? love the original Why? Escape Room. Really? Why? It's really good. Imagine an escape room. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yes. Okay. Sure. What I'm if it was going to kill you? Isn't that like what you're supposed to be imagining? What if when, when you got out of the escape room, it was another escape room and that one was trying to kill you? So, you know, there's this show that I watched. It's, oh gosh, what's it called? It's on Netflix. It's like a, a lava one. No, it's like a Japanese language or a Korean language film or like, like show. Um, that's basically that. Um, it's this series of, oh my gosh, I'm kicking myself. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but it's like this series of these people get like brought to another dimension mm -hmm. and they have to go through, uh, these challenges and they have to do a challenge every, every like third day or something. Challenges are tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Challenges are tight. Um, and, uh, and, uh, they have to like get through them and survive or die. And if they survive, they've got another, you know, 24 hours sure. or 48 hours or whatever until they have to do another one. Right. And it, there's just all these people there and they're trying to figure out what they're doing there, who's controlling the game, yeah. what this game is. Okay. And like, so it's a narrative show. Like there's, it's not a reality show. It, 
we don't know yet. Oh, okay. It might be a reality show. Well, you need to tell me what the show is. I'll probably love it. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll we'll tell put you it in all. the show notes. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it, well, it was good. I don't know. I feel like I enjoyed that well, better like, than I enjoyed this because it's bigger. It's got more going on than just one escape room. There's like fifty escape rooms. Well, in the original escape room movie, I think there's eight. They're all in like crazy different locales. Like one is like a 1950s diner, but it's upside down. Oh, you did tell me about this. Yeah. It did sound cool. It is really cool. I, yeah. I watched it with my wife. She doesn't, my wife doesn't usually enjoy horror movies, but she likes some that are surprising and I can never predict what she's going to like. But we watched this original Escape Room and it was just so fun. Yeah. And it was like, oh, there's, there's this challenge. It stars uh, Deborah Ann Wool from the Daredevil movie, the oh. show. And it was just a good time, like watching people like try and get through these challenges. And then one of them would like unexpectedly fall to their death or like, you know, yeah. it was, it was a good time. I'm really excited to see this one, actually. I'll be watching this. Okay. Um, I'm cool. I'm gonna say highest grossing film of uh, of 2021 right here. I'm calling it. <laughs> I, I I would say Black Widow might be the highest grossing film of 2021. You're wrong. It's gonna be the Tournament of Champions. <laughs> or is it going to be Space Jam: A New Legacy? Now, if you'd like to name a movie, I am least excited to watch. It's Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh, I yeah. don't I don't care about this. All right. I, I don't know why we needed a new legacy for Space Jam. I like the old legacy. The old great. legacy was great. It was great. I love the original Space Jam. Yeah. I really love the original Space Jam. It's like... You and almost everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, if you lived through the 90s and you were younger, you, you liked Space Jam. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was Michael Jordan and Looney Tunes, like the yeah. two biggest things in the world. Yeah. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. It was like when you got All Wheaties. Right. Like, it was cool because they had, like, act, like, like athletes on it. You're yeah. like, food and athletes. This yeah. is great. If I Even eat this, better, I'll look like that. Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. If I watch this, I'll be that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I love Space Jam, and I don't. I don't care about this. I don't care about this at all. We're not going to be covering this. <laughs> I refuse. You and Jesse can do a pod if you want. No, absolutely not. <laughs> what do you think about this next one that's coming up here? So old, uh, directed by M Night Shyamalan, starring Gail Garcia Bernal, Eliza Scanlon, Thomas and McKenzie, and Alec Wolf. These are all very good actors. Well, I don't know about Pernal. Yeah, he's good. He's, it's Mozart in the Jungle, right? Oh. The Amazon Prime show? Yeah. Yeah. And then Eliza Scanlon is Little Women. Yeah. And then Thomasin McKenzie is Jojo Rabbit. And then Alec Wolf is Hereditary. Okay. Like, they're okay. all, you know, they're, they're all known. Yeah, they're good. Um, yeah, I'm... I don't know, man. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he's, he's been... He's had a weird career. Yeah. Incredible ups, incredible started downs. up, yeah. and then just went down for forever. And well, Split was up. Split was up. Split was great. I really like Split. We saw Split together. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What about um? What was the? I didn't. I still haven't seen Glass. Glass. Glass no, is, Glass is the first one. No, that's Unbreakable. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he, he goes Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening. And then that one with Will Smith. What? And his son, Jaden Smith. Oh, I was thinking Will Ferrell. And I was like, <laughs> how have I not seen the M. Night Shyamalan with Will Ferrell? Like that, I, I don't that. care what it is. I don't care how bad it is. It's a, it's amazing. It has a really generic title. I forget what it is. But then yeah. after that, we get like, then it's, then it's split. And then okay. it's glass. No, there's the visit. Then there's split. Then there's glass. Okay. And now this one. Yeah. He's like, slightly less than half and half on good and bad movies. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Glass. I hated glass. I thought glass was terrible. 
we'll see this. So the, the, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's newest project, a family on vacation discovers that the isolated beach where they are relaxing is causing them to age rapidly. I don't know how much of a story there is here. We'll see. It's, it sounds kind of like a Terrence Malick movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm guessing it's going to be a lot more thrilling scare quotes and less uh, existential <laughs> scare quotes. Yeah. I would actually almost prefer a Terrence Malick take on that. I know that would be this. fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it would be three hours long. What, so but what would you do if we'd be again? aging rapidly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, G.I. Joe Origins. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes starring Henry Golding and Samara Weaving. And we mentioned this mostly because of Iko Uwais, who is uh, a man close to my heart. He's Rama from the uh, the Raid movies. Yeah. I love I love the Raid they're, movies. They're, and I love they're Iko. pretty baller. They're, I'll watch anything Iko's in. They're pretty amazing. He's in terrible movies now, but I'll watch anything he's in. Yeah. Oh, but the next one we are very excited about. I mean, we're excited about it, sure, but uh, I'm not really. You are. But this yeah. one we're excited about is The Green Knight by David Lowry. Yes, yes. Sorry, Deb Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, Sean Harris, Barry Keegan. This this is going to be something. Yeah. This is supposed to have come out last summer, and it was moved an entire year. And this is in our. It's based on the uh, the Arthurian poem Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, uh, written directed by David Lowry, who did Ain't the Body Saints and a Ghost Story, Pete's Dragon, and Old Man and the Gun. He his body of work is incredibly interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. He's an interesting fella. He's he, I think he does the one for me, one for them kind of thing. You know, he's, he goes back and forth. Yeah. He does like these really nice approachable movies like old man and the gun or Pete's dragon. And then does these really bizarre esoteric tone poems, like ain't the body saints or ghost story. Yeah. We're like, what are we doing? We're thinking about life and death and love and, and hatred and the why of it all. Yeah. This looks, I'm fascinated by like the way this movie looks. Yeah. I don't know. It looks uh, something else. There's like a giant. There's like this, this yeah. sort of punch and Judy puppet show. There's like a spinning wheel. There's a, there's a sword on fire. The colors are incredible. Yeah. Big spaces, but also very tight. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked for this. I don't know if this is going to be for everyone. I don't know who this is for exactly. That's for me. Yeah, it's it's for me. Like, yeah, I, I cried in a ghost story, and a ghost story has like the famous like six minute scene of of uh, I think it's Kate Mara or Rooney Mara, one of the Mara sisters. Forgive me, one of the Mara sisters eating a pie for six minutes in an unbroken shot, and I I cried in this movie. I, I cried in a ghost story. It's it's one of the most beautiful things on 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 life meditations on life I've seen. If Terrence Malick would just make an hour and a half movie, yeah. it would be more like a ghost story than anything it, it else. Seemed, it seems like he's taking a bit of a cue from Terrence Malick and also, but also... Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Much more focused. Yeah. I really like the movie, though. Yeah. So this Very is going to be our, our our August new release. That's right. Yeah. We think. We're pretty sure. Pretty sure. The Green Knight. It's coming out like the last day of July. Yeah. We, we are all very excited for it. Yeah. This is not going to be a straightforward movie, though. Like oh, I, feel, I feel like Jess, I don't know. I feel like you and Jess were like, this is going to be, oh, it's like, it's an Arthurian tale. It's like, I think this is, this is going to be I've a bit seen, of a I've seen, I've seen more of David Lowry's movies than you have. That's true. Okay. Okay. Maybe I was. No. I was I, just, maybe it's just that I'm surprised, like, how gung-ho you are about this, and he is about it, because, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think you underestimate me. It's not that I'm underestimating you, but it's like, uh, it's not one... This is also going to be kind of a one for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rather than a one for you, the audience, maybe. Maybe. 
I mean, we'll see. I, I think should, we'll I, have that discussion. Let's all watch it together. That'd yeah, be cool. let's all watch the Green Knight together. Um, after this, we have July 30th, also opening Jungle Cruise, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt. Ooh. They want this to be the highest grossing film of 2021. They really do. They want they want this to be the new Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. Yeah. If you watch that trailer, it looks exactly like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Um, I'm not It's like they it. took all the this. things we dislike about Pirates of the Caribbean and put it into the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I think. I think so. I, it's It's got the creatures. It's got the colors. It's got the water and the boat and then the romantic interest between the two leads. I'm not here for it. I don't. I don't like Emily Blunt now romantically interested in anyone except her real life husband, John Krasinski. They just make too good of a couple. <laughs> That's really interesting. I feel like anyone that John Krasinski is with, you're like in, in a movie, you're like, he shouldn't like that person shouldn't be with anybody else. Like Pam, like Pam That's should true. be, I don't mean you. I mean, I mean us. People no, 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 in yeah, general. Yeah. There's something just, he's, he's got a heart of gold. Don't, don't but like with Emily Blunt, and The Rock especially. It's really weird. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Please, no. Although Jesse Plemons is the bad guy, I'm here for Jesse Plemons as a bad guy. I've, I've not seen that before. Except for Todd and Breaking Bad. But he didn't play a bad guy. I feel like, I mean, I think he's getting a payday here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. And he God. deserves it. Yeah. He's, Jesse Plemons is freaking great. I mean, they're going to pay him so much money. And like, I have to ask, Mike, you know, how, how does that make sense for Frito-Lay? <laughs> uh, next up is is Still Water, also on July 30th, directed by Tom McCarthy, starring Matt Damon and Abigail Breslin. Are you interested in this? I am because I respect Tom McCarthy. After Spotlight, dude, I'll watch anything yeah. Tom McCarthy does. Yeah. Okay, but I don't have much to say about it. I don't know yeah. how good it'll be. Yeah. Um, after this, we have August 6th, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, starring Margot Robbie. Viola Davis, Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, John Cena, Peter Capaldi, and Sylvester Stallone as a man shark. Man shark. Man shark or shark man? Boy, which one is it? I don't know. He's got he's got the head. He of a starts shark as a shark and he goes down to being a man. So I say shark man. But he's an eighty percent man. Hmm. Interesting. That's a good point. Got the appendages. You know. That's a good point. But it's like you're go you're going by like like amount of space taken up by specific parts. I'm going by order of importance. Maybe. I mean, I feel like mm. the head is the most important part of a human. It's true. Like if you it's have true. a head of a deer, you are a so deer. You're man. Saying, you're saying shark man. I'd say shark man, but I'll agree with you. I'll okay. agree with you. And I think that he will be uh, the best shark man on screens this year. I'm just gonna put. He's that gonna out be there. the highest grossing shark man. Highest grossing shark man, and also wins the Academy Award for best shark performance. <laughs> and if there's a shark in Jungle Cruise, pour that shark. Yeah, pour it's that. gonna be just you know. How do you think he'll stack up against zombie sharks in Pirates of the Caribbean? Whatever the hell that was. Was that the fourth one? No, fifth one. The fifth one is the zombie sharks that Javier Bardem summons. Captain you know, what? I'm going to believe you. It's not worth, worth this, this much thought. I have already put too much thought into this movie today. So question this year. Question then for you. In Army of the Dead 2, when they, un when they unveil their zombie, their true zombie sharks, you know, are they going to be better than Man Shark? Shark Man. Sylvester Stallone. There's <laughs> no way. It's, I mean, it's, it's, man sh it's Shark Man. It's Shark Man. There it it's is. Shark Man. Yeah. Are you excited about su The Suicide Squad? I am. I am very excited. So this is a reset, right? Or is it... It's a soft other movie okay they have not specified they're not really talking about just it's about a, it's that just, other it's movie just this one that did not have the in its name it's like uh it's like oh we made suicide squad well this is the suicide squad how are they connected margot robbie's in them and so is that australian dude 
right? Joel, it, is it? Oh, Joel Kinnaman is in both. Is he? And, I saw that original uh, one. I don't remember. Uh, there's the Australian dude who has the boomerangs. He is. He might be called boomerang. I think that's Jai Courtney. Is it? Yeah. It's possible. Pretty sure. You're probably right. I cannot bring to mind with all the force of my will, the picture of Jai Courtney's face. It was very dirty. Like, he was just <laughs> dirty. I did not like him, but I guess a lot of people did. And so they brought him back for the Suicide Squad. I'm excited for this. We're not going to be covering it. I like James Gunn. Um, but Idris Elba's here too. I really like it. I mean, we were just yeah. mentioning him like nonstop. Yeah, Love he's Elba. great. Um, Free Guy, August 13th, 2021, day after my birthday. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Taika Waititi, uh, Jodie Comer, Joey Curie, and Lil Ray Howery. What do you think? Are you interested? I remember seeing ads for this. It was supposed to come out last year, I think. It was, um, yeah. And I was like, Formally, I was interested in it. Yeah. I don't think I'd go to theaters to see it. I'm not going to go to theaters to see this unless like, unless I'm really bored. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't think we're going to be bored enough to see this movie. No, we're, we're. Like if it comes out when it comes when it comes to I don't streaming, think, I don't think you'll be able to go see this in August thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't think I will be either. Um, but when it comes to streaming, I might definitely watch this in the I'll middle of the this. night. Oh, for yeah. sure, I'll watch this. Yeah, but I'm going to move on. Fun. I'm going to move on. I don't yeah. know. Uh, we got Respect, directed by Liesel Tommy, starring uh, Jennifer Hudson, Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Wayans, Mark Maron, Audra McDonald, and Mary J. Blige. Also opening one. August thirteenth. Um, this is a big one. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson is is playing Aretha Franklin. Yeah, this is this is the Aretha Franklin biopic. Yep, we're gonna do it. We're gonna see what else has Liesel Liesel or Liesel Tommy done. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say probably Liesel. And I don't know. I don't know anything about. I I just seen the trailer. Okay, that's all I know. I'm I'm excited to see it. I'll see it. I don't know after when when we get musical biopics, they're just so hit and miss. Yeah, that's true. So hit and miss. This could just be so pat and boring. Or it could but be with something this, I mean, like, this is a good cast. They always get good casts. I know. Mike. I know. They always get good casts. Everyone wants to be in these. Yeah. But moving on to something I am really excited to see is Candyman. This is a horror movie, right? This is a horror okay. movie directed by yeah. Nita Costa, starring Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, if you remember, from our Trial of Chicago 7 episode, right. plays Bobby Seale. But he's also just a really fantastic actor, uh, and I've really fallen in love with a lot of his performances recently. And I like Candyman a lot. And I, I'm down for this. Is it going to be a dad movie? Boy. <laughs> if it is, the original also has to be. And man, that's going to be. <laughs> my, my kids are going to have to be adults. <laughs> I will not be well, showing really them. Really on. <laughs> yeah. Let's move over to uh, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, MCU, September 3rd. Is directed the by the f- director of Short Term 12. what is marvel doing like what is disney doing here i don't understand it i mean it's what they tried to do with captain marvel right that's directed by the guys that did like uh i think it was half nelson and mississippi grind ryan bowden and anna fleck writing directing team indie movies give them a big marvel movie and then like they get to have creative control or marvel gets marvel disney gets to have creative control because they like, but why would you do that? I mean, good, like, great for for these indie directors getting a big payday. But I don't know. Let's let's put. What a do you pin think? Do you think this is going to be good? I I don't know anything about this. I'm going to say let's let's put a pin in it until we see Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just afraid it's going to be like the what is it? The Iron Fist. So, oh yeah, yeah. Which was just such junk, Sucked. such garbage, so bad. 
Um, actually, actually poorly made. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think so, but let, let's pin it. Okay. And let's see the, the newest offering and see if it offers like any clues. Okay. Um, after this is Reminiscence, directed by Lisa Joy, starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Tandiwi Newton, uh, Daniel Wu, and Cliff Curtis. And it looks like Hugh Jackman is going through some like medical procedures, much like he did in uh, one of our favorite series out there, the X-Men always, series. He's always undergoing medical procedures in water. Yeah. Always submerged, always attached to tubes. And stuff is like sticking into him. Yep. Is this going to be like usually? the Wolverine alternate I don't think so. So, Hugh, so Hugh Jackman stars in the sci-fi drama set in a flooded near future Miami about a man who offers people the chance to relive any memory. As he begins to fall in love with one of his clients, he discovers that she may or may not be involved in a series of violent crimes and dives into her past to learn the truth. I This article also mentions, but I do also want to mention, this is the uh, feature debut of Lisa Joy, who is married to um, Jonathan Nolan. Oh. And they work they have worked together on Westworld. They're both showrunners on that. She's directed many episodes of that. She is fantastic. I'm very um, fascinated. She has a great touch. It mentions here she also worked on Pushing Daisies, which is one of my all-time yeah. favorite shows. I mean, look, Mike, it's up there, Mike. It's, it's up there. It's up there, yeah. It's up there. I love Pushing Daisies. I love Lisa Joy. I love Jonathan Nolan. I just love this sci-fi concept. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah. It's been pushed. I, I mean, like, as soon as I, I was I was looking through this earlier today, because, uh, and uh, I saw this on, on the list, and I was, I was interested, very interested. I mean, Hugh Jackman's always going to pique my interest. I'm going to throw out a prediction and say this is going to be fair to middling. Um, next up, though, is one I, I really want to talk about at some in some way. The Card Counter, directed by Paul Schrader, starring Oscar Isaac, Ooh. Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe, coming out on September 10th. I have no idea what this is. What so is it? it's about a man who reverts back to his old dangerous ways when he meets a young man out for revenge on a military colonel. Apparently, it's a lot about poker and gambling. And Willem Dafoe being a military colonel. But ah, also, Paul Schrader great. is the writer of Taxi Driver. Yeah. And then a couple years ago, the, the fantastic... Um, First Reformed. First Reformed. Yeah. Beautiful movie. Stellar movie. We'll see what this is. I don't know. I would love to yeah. talk about this, but like, I, I don't know what this will be. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a nominee? I think they you want think it, it to could, be. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't think that Paul Schrader has the juice that he used to. I think he's kind of a dark horse. Okay. I don't think this will be nominated for anything. But Some next good up, actors. we got we got so. James Wan's *Malignant*. James Wan, love James Wan. He does *The Conjuring*. He did he did *Furious 7. Oh yeah, he did a great and job. *Aquaman*. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also the guy who came up with *Saw*. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's his yeah that's his big thing. So this is going to be another horror thing, right? Horror thing. Who knows? Moving on. *Venom*. Let there be carnage. <laughs> Directed by Andy Serkis. <laughs> Starring so Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Woody Harrelson, Naomi Harris, and Stephen Graham. Is this our September new release? Um, is it? Is it Venom? Let there be carnage. Is it Venom? Let there be carnage. Is it? Is it gonna be? Is it? Venom, is it gonna be, be? Or is it gonna be the card counter or reminiscence or Shang Chi? I feel like a couple of those I'm a little more interested in. But what about Venom? Let there be carnage. I mean. I let there be carnage. Venom, let, like, oh, I feel like just the name, it's, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'll, fine. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not excited. I'm not excited. We'll see what it I looks mean, like. Yeah. But would you rather, oh. would you rather do Morbius? Morbius. Also in the Sony. I don't have no universe. desire to see Morbius. So directed by Daniel Espinoza, who is not a bad action director. He did Safe House with uh, Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. I enjoyed a few years ago. Okay. 
um, but starring Jared Leto. I mean, we've done one Jared Leto movie this, this I year. I need to get Sir on here to do that one. <laughs> I think I don't think we can talk about Jared Leto without Sir. I feel bad that he wasn't here for the little things. We'll have to break it down <laughs> and bury it. Bury it. <laughs> you just made his day. You just made his day. You're welcome. Um, this is, uh, so Morbius is based on the Spider-Man villain who suffers from a rare blood disease and inadvertently turns himself into a vampire in a misguided attempt to cure himself. As you do. As you do when you get a blood disease, you turn yourself into a vampire. I hate this. I, I don't care. We're not doing it. But No Time to Die. Yeah. October 8th, 2021, directed by Kerry Fukunaga, starring Daniel Craig, Ray Fiennes, Rami Malek, Naomi Harris, Leia Seydoux, Ben Wishaw, Rory Kinnear, Jeffrey Wright, Anna de Armas, and Lashana Lynch. Mm. This has been pushed so many times. This yep. has been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And I, thought, I think it's arriving a full year and a half after it was supposed to come out. Wow. And we're finally getting No Time to Die, the newest James Bond movie, the first movie from Kerry Fukunaga since um, Beast of No Nation from years ago, because he keeps getting kicked off his projects. Why? Uh, he's supposed to do It, remember? We talked about That's It. That's right, yeah. And the studio didn't like his role. Huh. And so he did Maniac for Netflix, the, the limited series. Yeah. Um, it's just been hard for that guy to get work. Yeah. I don't know. He's got very extreme ideas, I think. Yeah. I'm excited to see I'm, this. I'm really excited to see it, too. This is a dad movie. Is this Daniel Craig's last... This is a James Bond movie, right? This is a James Bond movie. And is this Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie? I mean, he keeps saying that. I'm going to say James Bond implied dad movie. Yeah. yeah. Especially these new ones, too. Yeah. Like, they're all... Yeah. They're all cool. Um, next up, Halloween Kills, October 15th, directed by David Gordon Green. I feel like all of these, you're like, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I Because they were all supposed to come out last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, excited last year. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. But also like Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer and Anthony Michael Hall. Um, me and my wife actually really liked the last Halloween movie that came out. I didn't know my wife. My wife likes Halloween movies. Huh? It's crazy. And I love them too. So I'm having a great time watching them. This is going to be the second of, uh, of this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Down. I have it. not seen any Halloween movies. Really? No. Yes. I have not. Do you want to come over on Halloween and watch Halloween? No, you're probably going to be Halloweening with your kids. Probably, yeah. Like over the night before Halloween to watch Halloween. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe when they have their breakdown, I'll I'll say, "Honey, I gotta go. I've got to do this podcast thing and <laughs> bring it down from the sugar high." Nice. I don't think I can do that. I don't do that. By the way, if you have kids, it's not a good idea. Oh, okay. Thank you for the PSA. Yeah. Just you know, if you're looking for someone for guidance, I'm here. Mike's here. <laughs> Mike's here for guidance, everyone. Just you heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm excited about The Last Duel. I am too. Ridley Scott. Directed by Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, also Jodie Comer, having a great year. Yeah. Um, also been delayed. Uh, I don't know what this is going to be. It's going to be ancient history, knights, maidens, dueling, period piece. It's kind of cool. I, like, I'm excited to get, like, like it seems like knights and fair maidens are getting a comeback a little bit this year. Yeah. We haven't seen a lot of that recently, have we? No. I haven't. I mean, The Green Knight. Yeah. Yeah, that's so what I mean. Like we've great. got two, we've yeah. got two coming this year. But after this is this is the big okay. There's a there's a couple big ones that are going to happen all in a row. Okay, so yeah. uh, on October twenty second, twenty twenty one, we have one, two, three, four, five major movies slated for release. Did Dune get pushed again? Dune did get pushed. Okay. This list has not been yeah has not been updated. I don't remember the push date. I I feel like it was Christmas. So Dune has been pushed from October twenty second to October first, according to Google. Um, this is Dune, the directed 
by Denny Villeneuve based on Frank Herbert's legendary sci-fi novel starring Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, and Zendaya. Man, everyone's having a great year. When your movies all get pushed a year, you have a great year. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be big. This is When huge. are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? I, the dude, I don't know. Well, so this is going to be the first half. Yeah. Right? So we're not going to get the full thing. Maybe we do it when the second half comes out. I don't know. If it ever does. I mean, if it ever does, it's going to yeah. do well. I think that there's enough, like, the uh, the cult around Dune has grown to be, like, a, a zeitgeist. <laughs> you know, like, it's been around for a long time. and uh, But Blade Runner 2049 didn't perform very well. That's true. And I feel like Blade Runner is at least as legendary as Dune. In a way, but I think just the fact that there have been so many failed attempts around making it into a movie and the sheer star power that's going into this... I mean, there's star power in Blade Runner 2049, but... I mean, it's Ryan Gosling. Right. And Ana de Armas. But I feel and like... And Jared Ryan... Leto. <laughs> and Jared Leto. I feel like Ryan Gosling and Jared Leto don't pull quite the punch that Josh... What about Harrison Roland Ford? And... Harrison Ford. Yeah, but he doesn't... I feel... Okay, like, these these are... This is my feeling. And this this is it. But I feel like, and I've talked about Josh Brolin before. I have but a also, weird thing for him. But I'm sorry, real quick. Apparently. Also, Dave Bautista is also in Blade Runner 24. That's right. <laughs> he is. But I mean, he's not the main draw here. We've got Timothy Chalamet, who's huge. We've got Josh Brolin, who is huge. We've yeah. got um, oh, sorry, I Oscar Isaac. Your, your Josh Brolin thing. And <laughs> that's okay. I'm not going to go back. Oh, okay. And Javier Bardem. Okay. Like all of these guys. And Jason Momoa um, and, and Zendaya. Like these are, they're big right now, they're I think. Right now. Um true. I feel like Ryan Gosling was big maybe a couple years before Blade Runner. Like it's not like he's not big yeah. anymore, but he wasn't the flashy as flashy, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I don't is, even know this what is this my feelings. Like the, the trailer doesn't look flashy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it looks very monochromatic. Right. And at least Blade Runner was like neon and there's flying cars and shit. I mean, like those sort of actors that you're like, oh, this guy. Yeah. Like he was in that movie that is like supposed to be great or yeah. something like that, you know, and now they're in this big movie. I don't know. I don't know. This is I'm I'm spitballing. Yeah, a little bit ballparking. I'm trying to explain sort of my feeling mm. a little bit. But also in this day, The French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's new film, also starring Timothy Chalamet. Very confusing time. Yeah. Don't know what this movie's about. It's about a newspaper, I guess. I'm really excited for this. Are you? Yeah, I I feel very hesitant about this one. Why do you feel hesitant about it? With this many people, with a cast that has Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Leia Seydoux, Benicio Del Toro, Shirley Ronan, Bill Murray, Jeffrey Wright, Owen Wilson, the list actually continues on. Yeah, and with watching famous. the trailer, there's all these clips. I just wonder, like, how unified of a movie are we going to get? Like, how much of a story is going to be here? Or is it just going to be, like, a bunch of picaresques? Yeah, we're going to get, like, a bunch of I'm, famous celebrities. Honestly, yeah, okay. So what I don't want to see is just, like, all these people who are like, yeah, here I am. Like, remember the scene in Grand Budapest Hotel where they're going to all the different hotels and everyone's answering the phone? Yeah. Is that is the whole movie just going to be, like, a bunch of different celebrities, like, answering phones? And, and we're just seeing, like, famous person after famous person in, in, in Wes Anderson gear? I think, I think it's interesting. This is all in black and white, right? No. Oh, it's not? No. Part of it is. No. Okay. Well, you see, like, it's like, well, what are we? Yeah, doing? what are we doing here? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, doing. I'm excited for it. There's something about it that feels like maybe I am feeling like he's going back to the Wes Anderson that I really loved. Hmm. Um, that I'm talking about my feelings entirely. Sure. Here. 
So I, that's what I feel when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, it's not quite as orderly. Maybe. Maybe. I, Which is like, there's a couple, there's like a lamp that's a little out of place. <laughs> you know, He allowed the lamp to be out of place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. I'm going to say probably a Best Picture candidate, though. Yeah. Unlike uh, Jackass 4, which is also apparently <laughs> releasing on this day. That... Directed by To Be Determined and starring To Be Determined. Yeah, you know it's Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that. We're going to move on. Wise. It was, so, it was so funny. It was so funny, though. Man, it, that was some funny shit back when. The old, like the old grandma skits, those were the best. Yeah. I think it was Spike. Was that Spike Jones as the grandma? I don't know. It was funny. Well, we're not covering that one on yeah. the show, but what we will be covering in October for our new release will be Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho. And who is making Last Night in Soho, Vito? It's Edgar Wright, baby. Edgar it's Wright. Edgar Wright, baby. <laughs> our much beloved Edgar Wright. Uh, starring Thomas and McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, and Terrence Stamp. Coming out October so 22nd. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's, actually, you know what? We're just going to have to move on. Yeah. Last Night in Soho, October 22nd. See it. Listen to our review. It'll be up there. There's an untitled Elvis film. Is it there's called an, Untitled? There's an Untitled Elvis film here, November 5th, 2021, directed by Baz Luhrmann. I don't think it's going to come Austin Butler out. and Tom Hanks. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say this is the movie that doesn't come out this year. Yeah, no. It's going to get pushed. But what is but coming then, out November 5th? We've got Eternals, directed by Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. I cannot wait to see this. Yeah. This is, I think, like, there's, there's a few movies that I'm very excited about. This is the one I, I like on the edge of my seat for because I have no idea how Chloe Zhao is going to make a, an MCU movie. Did, like, did you watch the trailer? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very confused because I, I, I'm looking at it like, yeah, it's a Chloe Zhao movie, but like this isn't a Marvel movie, but it's full of Marvel people. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like in costumes and someone's got a sword or whatever. And you're like, what? It, it is wonderful to see Rob Stark smile again, though. It's true. And what's also really nice is that uh, there's so many like natural outdoor scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love um, what's his name? Uh, Feige. Uh, yeah, Feige said, you know, she recommended that we shoot on site, and you know, it actually worked pretty well. It was beautiful. <laughs> like we went to these places, and it was just beautiful there. I might go on a vacation or something. <laughs> like we, we shot a, a scene outside, not on green screen. <laughs> like the Russos never wanted to go outside. Yeah, it was like let's do it all. Here. It's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it on this overpass in Atlanta. Or we're doing back in the studio. That's it. <laughs> it's just like, how many of these movies have been made now? Yeah. I'm going to shoot an actual scene outdoors using natural light. I just like, she's so, she's such like a, she's such a nice and calm presence. Like when we, you know, when she's on uh, at the Academy Awards, when she won best, best picture. Like, how does she like work with? Yeah. With the Marvel. People? What would she even be interested in? Like, what's the connective tissue? What is it that she's like, ah, oh, yes, I grab onto that in the story. Yeah. And I mean, I also feel like, I mean, we talk about, you know, these directors, like a lot of these sort of indie directors, they're taking it because it's going to be a great payday. But they are also like committed to the craft, I think. some At least some of them at least say they are. Yeah. And I think, I think she really is. Yes. Like she appears to be very committed to the craft. Yes. And there's something here that she, she seems to have really liked. I, I think I'm, I'm expecting we got high, high hopes for a living, okay? Yeah. Moving on, we're going to skip right past Ghostbusters Afterlife, November 12th. We're also going to skip Top Gun Maverick, November 19th, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, starring Tom Cruise. I don't care. You don't care at all? Don't care at all. Oh, okay. I don't really care, but... Don't care. Sorry if that makes someone, like, upset, but... Yeah. 
I don't care. Resident like Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. I am excited for this because I would love a reboot of that whole franchise. It needs to happen. Try again. Do it again <laughs> better. Okay. <laughs> How many movies are there? I think this is the eighth. Oh, that's not as many as I thought. Ninth, maybe ninth. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. How many games are there? I think we're on, I think we're only on Resident Evil officially oh, it's seven. Yeah. It's Village. But there's a bunch of other yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so this is the reboot of the Resident Evil franchise starring Kaya Skoldadario. She's fantastic in Crawl. Crawl's really good. She's really good in it. I don't think I want to see a movie called Crawl. Oh, it's awesome. No, it's, uh, there's a, a girl and she's, She's got to go back home in, in the south of Florida. Okay. And there's a hurricane coming in. Oh. But she doesn't okay. care. She's going back home and she's got to meet up with her dad, like the very pepper. But when she gets to the house, the hurricane is fully descended on them. She can't leave. She's stuck in the house and he's in the basement and he's trapped. And in the basement's flooded and in the basement is an alligator. Not a, not like a crazy alligator. It's, it's not like alligator. a suit. It's, an, it's a regular ass alligator that's very smart. And she has to get her lame father out, out of the, the flooded basement, basement before the alligator can get to them both or the flood. Yes. And most of the movie takes place in that basement or in oh, the house. Okay. It's awesome. Sounds really stressful. It is. It's great. Got sweaty. Hands. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we mentioned this in a previous pod, but Nightmare Alley, uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, and Rooney Mara, opening December 3rd. Be interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's based on a novel by William Lindsey Graham, already been previously made into a movie back in the fifties, I believe. Oh, okay. It, so it's cool. uh, the story revolves around a manipulative carnival hustler who quote hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. End quote. Great. Sounds fun. I, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, we've also got West Side Story. West Side Story. Calling Remake. it. We're gonna we're gonna cover that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. Think um, December unless the Kingsman. No. Do you think no. we might do that? No. <laughs> I, are you excited for the for West Side Story, the remake? No. Yeah, why not? Tell um, me about that. I don't know what... Do you like the original? I love the original. Okay. I adore the original. Okay. I don't see why, they, why it needs to be new. Yeah, I don't see why they, they're remaking it. I'm kind of excited for it, though. I don't know why. Like, I don't have a particular love for the original. Mm -hmm. I might not have been like at the right age or the right place or whatever when I saw it. But I don't know. Like, I, I watched the, the 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 teaser teaser trailer and it's a good teaser. Yeah, I I, I just don't like things that are that are kind of useless. Yeah, you know. And this feels to me kind of useless. Yeah, like it it feels like Spielberg saying, you know, I haven't done a musical. Um, I've done all these other things. And I want to do a musical, so I'll do one of the best of all time. I'll do the most iconic because I am. And I'm going to put it on a December uh, 10th release date. Yeah. I'm going to postpone it a full year after it can't get its theatrical rollout. And I'm going to get those Oscars. Like yeah. It just feels very much like like a like a victory lap for him. Yeah. And it feels very self-congratulatory, especially with his next movie being the biopic about himself. Uh, I, I just don't like it. It, it just feels a little... It, you know what wasn't on this list was Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, That should it, be coming out. It doesn't have a release date. Oh, okay. It's so it's going to be sometime in the fall. Sometime in the fall. Which is... Um, so I'm really interested because we've got we've got 
In the Heights, we've yeah. got Tick, Tick, Boom, and yeah. we've got West Side Story. These yeah. are all musicals. These are all big. And these are all live action. Yeah. That's not even counting the animated musicals, right? Yeah. And so... Two of which are done by the Mellon Miranda. <laughs> right. Yeah. So to if you're if you're keeping track, we've got In the Heights by the Mellon Miranda. Well, he's in it. He doesn't direct. He doesn't star. He but he it. wrote it. Yeah. Um, and he's in it. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom is... You have a lot of love for Tick, Tick, Boom. I do, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Larson's uh, first slash second uh, only other musical besides Rent. Right. Um, as he passed away the day that Rent opened. Um, yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom is really good. It's it's uh, the anxious, manic portrayal of creative anxiety, which is exactly the sort of thing I go in for and also the sort of thing that Lin-Manuel Miranda cares about. And the star, Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield, is all love over. Andrew. Love Andrew. All over it. Yeah. This should be interesting. It will be. I, w- when it comes out, we'll see where we can put it in, right? Yeah. You know, if we can, if we like it. Yeah. I think I the last thing that I saw was that it was going to be in September. So that might beat Venom. It for sure would Let beat Venom. Be I would rather talk about a musical <laughs> adaptation that didn't work for me than I would talk about a comic book adaptation that did work for me. Do you know what I mean? Huh. Interesting. I'd much rather. Interesting. But so those are going to go up against the animated musicals. Um, Bebo and Encanto. And there's probably going to be a few others that are out there For that sure. Lin-Manuel Miranda did not do. <laughs> Hopefully. Somehow. <laughs> although he was probably consulted on it. <laughs> Special thanks, Lin-Manuel Special thanks. <laughs> um, and then West Side Story. Yeah. Which is, it's almost like, couldn't you have pushed it another month? Like, like. but it's interesting, right? Like yes. that's, that's going to be interesting these three big, big things coming out and competing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the year of musicals, who knew that musicals were coming back this year? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. What we also have though, rounding out our, our December releases. So we got, first of all, Spider-Man, no way home. This is the Spider-Man three in the MCU. This is apparently the one with all the other Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's mostly what I'm excited about. And Alfred Molina coming back. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm excited to finally find out why they were all on set. That's true. I would like, like that's, to know. That's kind of like, I, I'm, they're fine. It's probably going to be like a, like a scene. He's going to get thrown through a dimension and it's going to be like, Tobey Maguire is going to take off his mask and be like, what are you doing here? And then he's going to get ripped out of the dimension. Yeah. What were you, were you going to do the, the Bojack? What are you doing here? <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Bojack. <laughs> it's always good. But the Kingsman, I don't like these Kingsman movies. I like that first one just yeah. fine. But that second one was doof. I just don't care about these anymore. Like, why, why do they have to make all these cinematic universes? I don't care about you cinematic know? universes. I want to, like, that's why I watch movies to get away from TV shows. Yeah. These are just like super long TV shows. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of super long TV shows, uh, The Matrix 4, also yeah. coming out on December 22nd, directed this time only by one Wachowski, um, starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pickett-Smith, uh, also Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Neil Patrick Harris, Jonathan Groff, also known as, as King George from Hamilton. Wild. And, Pian- and Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Um, I, I have nothing to say about this. I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm absolutely going to see it. I'm going to see this movie in theaters. I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Best picture nominee. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Best picture Dude, nominee. that would be incredible. What what a year that would be. I'm also going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call this, this one. I'm serious. I think West Side Story is our, is our best picture this year. From all these ones that I'm seeing, I think West Side Story is going to take it. 
I kind of feel like it's going to be between that and Tick, Tick, Boom. At least, like, there's going to be a lot of um, competition between the two of them for maybe actor. You know, maybe. well, like, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to say like, these I'm are the two really serious I think, ones. I think In the tick, Heights isn't tick, really Tick, Boom serious. is either going to get, like, four nominations. Yeah. Or it's going to be completely ignored. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know, like, who gets the best, like, of these, there's nothing that, like, oh, this is the best actor nom yeah. movie. You know, best actor nom. Yeah, that's know? true. I, I think, have we seen a, a strong contender for anything so far? I haven't seen it, personally. Yeah. Um, maybe it's already come out, but I don't think so. I think the first half I want to say Limbo, because like, it's amazing. Nice. But I mean, is that a foreign language film? It is. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a foreign language film. Oh, it's there is a lot of. Gosh, I can't remember it, how much of it, it is could in still be put language. up for a best foreign language film Oscar, even if it's has English in it. It's so it was made um, possible through a very special grant, um, Scot Scottish filmmaking grant. Uh -huh. I don't know if that makes it. Well, I guess Scotland is not America. Indeed. So. Oh, you know what is coming out? What just came out as, uh, or was just announced as coming out this year, is um, a new Paul Thomas Anderson film that I believe is coming out in December. Soggy Bottom. Soggy Bottom. Yeah, I saw signs for that. I think around here. Oh wow! Yeah, I definitely saw signs for Soggy Bottom around here. So it's a night. It's a film set in the nineteen seventies, uh, yeah. taking place in the Valley. You know, classic PTA. Yeah, I think I think seventies, maybe eighties, but starring Phil Seymour Hoffman's son. Right. Um, and Bradley Cooper. I'm very excited for that. There's also The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, yeah. The which is going to be a prequel to The Sopranos. I'm not really excited about it. I don't care about it. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's going to be with um, his son. His, his son, yeah. Uh, um, James Gandolfini. Gandolfini. No, Gandolfini, yeah. Yep. Apparently we have Sherlock Holmes 3, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr., Rachel McAdams. I think this is going to get pushed. I think so, too. Directed by Dexter Fletcher, who... Previously did uh, Rocket Man, taking over for Brian Singer. Right. Uh, we have Blonde, directed by Andrew Dominic, who did, you know, Killing Him Softly and The Assassination of Jesse James with the Coward Robert Ford. Oh, okay. Cool. This is That's his exciting. follow-up starring Anna de Armas as Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, Don't oh, Look Up. Okay. Adam McKay, his new comedy with literally everyone in Hollywood. Uh, DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande. Sometime in Netflix. Man, Timothy Chalamet is having a lot of movies come out this year. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a bit too much. We also have The Harder They Fall, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, starring Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, Delroy Lindo, and Regina King. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a Western. It's a revenge Western. That's exciting. I'm down. A good old-fashioned revenge Western. Haven't seen that in a while. We also have The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion's new film. Um... Rugrats! We're getting a Rugrats movie, guys. Definitely getting pushed. Exciting. For sure getting pushed. The Bob's Burgers movie. For sure getting pushed. Uh, Wicked, I don't know. Do you think this is going to come out? I think it's not. I I'm think right. it's going to get pushed. Yeah. I think all the shit that we're looking at is going to get yeah. pushed or it's already canceled. Yeah. So, of all of these movies, do you have one that you're like, this is the daddest movie of them all? Uh, honestly, it is either the, the Heart of a Fall, the the Western, the revenge yeah. Western that does not have a release date at this point. Um, or let's see, daddest movie of them all. I'm scrolling and thinking and looking because this is not a very dad year 
but I think it's going to have to be no time to die. Yeah, I think it's no time for no time to die too. That's that's the only that's the option. That's that's the option for the the dad. Unless of the dads. Dune is really good. That's if true. Dune is really good, that's going to be that's going to be an all time dad movie. I think. I think so. Yeah. And maybe we're going to catch a lot of heat for not uh, not calling it early, but I'm going to make a is wild it, like, I'm going to make a yeah, wild yeah, proclamation. Yeah. I won't like Dune. And and second wild proclamation. It doesn't do well at the box office. I'm going to say I think I'm going to really like Dune. Nice. I am also going to say I think it does badly at the box office and Dune 2 does not get made. I'll be so upset if that's true. I will yeah. be so angry. Yeah. Well, okay, so we, we've done some forecasting. We've done some announcements for you guys. So you know at least what to look forward to in terms of new releases going forward, at least through to like November or whatever. Do we have that list? Do we have a list of the ones that we're doing? Got Black Widow coming out in July. Black Widow July. July. Green Knight. Before Green Knight, we're doing... Black Widow is July. Oh, that's right. Green Knight is August. And then it's possibly Tick, Tick, Boom, possibly Venom, possibly something else. That's where it starts getting hazy. September's hard. But October is Last Night in Soho. That's for sure. For sure. That is locked in. And December... November. No, November is going to be Eternals. November like, is we Eternals. We can't not do Eternals. I mean, it's Chloe Zhao's year if it's anyone's year. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited for that. And uh, De- December. December is, is there's a there's a toss up between West Side Story, Spider-Man, No Way Home and Matrix 4 in my book. And also the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. If, if it, it comes, comes out, out in December. If it comes, if it comes out. out. But, but he honestly, was, he's but been he, so like, I think it's I think that one's going to happen. Well, I don't. It doesn't necessarily have to happen by the end of the year because the Academy rules are, are different. Oh, he doesn't right. have to make the awards qualifying theatrical run, right? But he said, like, he was so cagey about it, and mm-hmm. then they just announced it. Like, this is happening in December. I I, I feel like I, it, they I hope wouldn't that it's not just like an LA, you know, LA New York release. I hope they don't just yeah. do that. So, but there's there's your list. That's what we're doing, um, and we covered some of the stuff we've done before, mm-hmm. and. Thank you for hanging with us. Um, yeah, if you have any thoughts, any movies that you're like, you shouldn't do that, you should do this. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, if you have strong feelings and say, like, you need to do Sing 2 coming out on December 22nd, 2021, you will be ignored, but we will love hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's up anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email. We're everywhere. Carrier Pigeon. Yeah. You know, visit whatever. us on nyfmmovies.com. You know, email us notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. Find us at Twitter at nyfmovies, Instagram at notyourfathersmovies, like everywhere. Yeah. Type in notyourfathersmovies into your search bar and we will come up. They'll find us. Yeah. And I uh, believe in your powers. <laughs> but to our friend Jesse, our beloved friend, um, sorry you couldn't make it today. Hope you feel better. Take care. And uh, from all of us, I'm, I'm Beto. I'm Mike. Good night. Oh, I'm Jesse. Ha, 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 ha.